Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this wonderful Friday morning. It's finally Friday. Yay. And that means that we have a nice weekend, hopefully ahead of us, and that we are able to rest and relax. I know a lot of people do work on the weekends, but a lot more, I think, have the weekends off. And uh, hairdressers actually have Sunday and Monday off. I used to be a hairdresser, and I used to get Mondays off, which was really weird because Saturdays were always super busy, and salons are almost always open on Saturdays. Saturdays. (laughs) Just a side note there. But anyway, let's go ahead and read the Bible today. Let's talk about Exodus chapter 7 verses 1 through 13 today. I will be reading out of the WEB version, but if you prefer to read out of a different version, please go ahead and do so. Grab that cup of coffee and let's go ahead and start reading. Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall speak to Pharaoh, that he let the children of Israel go out of this land. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, but Pharaoh will not listen to you. So I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring out my armies, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. The Egyptians shall know that I am Yahweh when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring the children of Israel out from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. As Yahweh commanded them, they did so. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Perform a miracle, then you shall tell Aaron, Take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and they did so, as Yahweh had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers. They also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same thing with their enchantments. For they each cast down their rods, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he didn't listen to them as Yahweh had spoken. So this first verse here is kind of perplexing. It says here that God said to Moses that uh, he is going to make Moses as God, not like as a God with a little G, but as God with a big G to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother shall be your prophet. Depending on what version you read, it might say something a little different. Some versions say I've made you as an ambassador to Pharaoh. Some say that I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh. So basically, God is not saying that Moses is God, but that Moses was going to stand before Pharaoh as God because Pharaoh did not believe in God. Remember the first time Moses encountered Pharaoh, Pharaoh said to Moses, who is this God? Who is this Yahweh? I do not know him and I do not believe in him. 
basically. And so Moses now is basically standing in front of Pharaoh and Aaron would be like Moses's prophet or something speaking to Pharaoh as a prophet would and stuff like that. So Moses was still not going to be the public speaker. Aaron was still going to be doing most of the public speaking. So it says here in verse two that God tells Moses to tell Aaron everything that he commands of him. And Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. And so then God says here once again that he is going to make Pharaoh's heart hard is what some of the versions say. And uh, he is not going to let the people go. Now, we talked about God making somebody's heart harden. Pharaoh at this point had multiple opportunities to allow the people of Israel to go and not even to leave the country the first time. All Moses and Aaron were asking for the first time was to just let the people go into the wilderness for a little while to have a celebration to God or a feast to God or make sacrifices or whatever it was and only for three days and then come back back. But Pharaoh was like, no way. I'm not letting you guys do that. You're lazy. You're lazy people. I'm not going to let you do that. And so he makes life for the Israelites miserable because of that, because they wanted to take three days off. So imagine Moses coming to Pharaoh the first time and being like, let the people of Israel leave completely. No way. Pharaoh would never listen to that. So God made it easy for Pharaoh to let them go a little bit and see where Pharaoh's heart was. Now, of course, God knew exactly where Pharaoh's heart was. Pharaoh was an arrogant person who believed himself to be God because that is what pharaohs believed themselves to be back in ancient Egypt. And so, of course, Pharaoh was not going to listen to Yahweh, the real God. And so he was not going to let the people go. He wasn't going to let them go for three days or ever. He had no intention of doing that. And God absolutely knew that. So he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He gave Pharaoh first the opportunity to change his mind, several opportunities at this point. This might have been weeks later that God is now acting in this manner right now in uh, Exodus 7. And Pharaoh had multiple opportunities to allow the people to go or to change his mind or do anything, but Pharaoh had no intention of doing that. So it says here that uh, God was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So in other words, God was going to stop pursuing Pharaoh. He was going to just let Pharaoh do what Pharaoh wanted to do. And even help that along maybe a little bit. But Pharaoh already made that choice. He made that choice a long, long time ago. But then in verse three, God also says that he is going to continue to do miraculous signs and wonders. So Pharaoh still has the chance to change his heart if he wants to. I mean, not, God's not going to be like, ha, you're not going to change your mind at all. No, of course not. God doesn't do that to people. If Pharaoh wanted to change his his heart when he saw the miraculous signs and wonders of God, of course God is going to be like, of course you can change your heart. I mean, he's not going to have a hard grip on Pharaoh's heart and never allow ch- uh, Pharaoh to change his heart. That is ridiculous. That, that's not uh, consistent with who God is anytime we see God in the Bible. Of course not. God loves a changed heart. And so... Um, God is just saying here to Moses that he is going to help Pharaoh along with his the hardness of his heart. But if Pharaoh chooses to see the signs and the wonders that God is about to perform and change his heart over them, of course, God is going to allow Pharaoh to change his heart. But of course, that's not going to happen. It says that God says to Moses in verse four, even then Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you. So I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. And when I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So this wasn't just for the Israelites. 
these shows were not just for the Israelites. They were for the Egyptians, too. Like God was working for all the peoples. God was showing the Israelites his power. As we learned in Exodus 6, that God chose the Israelite people to be his people and that he was going to show them why they should worship him, you know, why they, that he was going to be their God. He was going to show them who he really was and perform these miraculous signs and wonders. And so now he's saying that he's also doing it for the Egyptians, but in a different way, he's going to show the Egyptians who the true God is, not the sun God, not the crocodile God, not the sheep God or whatever else the Egyptians worshiped in that time period. But he was the real God. He was Yahweh and he was going to show the Egyptians who he really was. And if you think about it, that's kind of also merciful to the Egyptians in a strange way, even though God was bringing down his judgment on the Egyptians. He wasn't completely wiping them out at all. He was showing them who he really was. And I think God also works on an individual level as well, which I'm not going to get into that too much because I could rabbit trail on that one for a while. But basically what I mean when I say that is that even though God might perform an act of judgment on, say, the entire Egyptian nation, he works on an individual basis with where each person's heart is because God knows all that. God knows exactly where everybody is. And so that's what I mean when I say that God works on an individual basis. But getting back to the text here, it says in verse six that Moses and Aaron did everything that God had commanded them to do. And it says that Moses was actually 80 years old when he did this and Aaron was 83. So these men were old men at this point. And God was calling them to a great, great leadership purpose. And it says that they were this old when they made their demands to Pharaoh. So God can use every single age. It doesn't matter what age you are. God can use you in some miraculous way. I mean, look at what he called Moses to do when Moses was an older man. He was 80 years old and God called him to a completely new career as the leader of an entire nation of people. And that is what God does. I mean, age means nothing to God. It means nothing to God. He can uh, move people where he wants to move them, no matter what age they are. And so it says here that the Lord says to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand to show a sign. So basically he's telling them that Moses and Aaron are going to have to perform a sign to the Pharaoh because Pharaoh is going to demand it when they go to see Pharaoh and demand that the people of Israel should be let go. And so Pharaoh is going to demand a sign. And so God says to um to Moses when this happens, he says to tell Aaron to throw his rod down and it will become a serpent. And so I have a little note here. The Hebrew word for serpent was actually tanin, and it also refers to a sea monster or a dragon. So this might not be just the typical serpent that we think of when Aaron threw his rod down. This could have been like a crocodile or something like that. And if it were a crocodile, that would have been very like profound to the Egyptians because, you know, we always see the crocodiles on the hieroglyphics and stuff like that. And so the crocodile was kind of the symbol of Egypt and stuff like that. So the Tanin may not have been necessarily a serpent, but it could have been almost like a crocodile or a sea serpent or something like that or a dragon even. And so that is my note in the NLT version of the Bible here. I switched over to the NLT just to let you guys know. So in verse 10, it says that Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did exactly what the Lord Lord had commanded and Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and before Pharaoh's officials and it became this tanin 
this giant sea creature, whatever it was, this serpent. And so Pharaoh then calls his own wise men and sorcerers and Egyptian magicians. And they all did the same thing with their magic. Now, before I discuss that verse, think about the first Pharaoh we encountered in Genesis, the one with Joseph. All that Pharaoh had to hear was a dream interpretation for him to believe that God was speaking through Joseph. But yet this Pharaoh here can't see something so magnificent like a rod, a a stick turning into a crocodile or a sea serpent or whatever this tanin was without that. He couldn't believe that. He didn't believe it. And yet God had still not hardened his heart at this point. Pharaoh was looking at this rod that had turned into this magnificent creature, whatever it was, and not believing. He decides to send his own magicians in and they perform the same exact thing. And so that actually says here that there was two forces in play. It was God and it was also Satan, the deceiver. And it actually says in the Bible that Satan can in fact do false miracles, like things that appear to be miracles, but are not the true kinds of miracles that God really performs and does. I mean, the magician's magic was false because you can actually see that with what it says here in the next verses that we're going to talk about. But, you know, the magician's magic was not on the same level of Aaron's and Moses's miracles. It says here that when they threw down their staffs, they also became servants, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff. So what does that tell you? That means that God was above these demonic powers. And that's what always happens. God is always above the demonic influences and stuff like that. So it says here now that Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He decided to harden his heart and God helped that along in whatever way that that looked like. And he refused to listen just as God had predicted that he would refuse to listen because God already knew Pharaoh's heart and stuff like that. God always knows what the hearts are and uh, he knew Pharaoh's heart and he knew that Pharaoh was not going to listen. But friends and faithful listeners, we're going to talk more about this on Monday. And until then, I hope you have a really, really great sun shining weekend and that you get lots of rest and lots of sun. Happy listening and God bless.